1: So
0: welcome to the show. Uh, early signing day was just under a week ago, um, so this is the Monday night uh, after uh, last last Wednesday, which was early signing day. Uh, there were some, I guess, surprises on early signing day, and uh, the world got to see AB's reaction live as it was happening. So, um, AB, you were on two live stream as that was going on. Uh, what what were your
1: immediate uh, kind of thoughts on that? Well, so words started getting out. Um, you know, obviously, I was was on the uh, Tomahawk Nation Discord and kind of uh, on our Slack and on the website, following along of kind of what the news of the day was and what was going on, and had some ideas of what was kind of going down. Um, they had missed out on Tyrese West. Tyree West earlier, yeah, yeah, Tyree Rust earlier in the in the morning, uh, which was a recruitment they kind of expected to go their way, and I had some skepticism leading up to the week and really two 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 and a half weeks prior to that that uh, I was leery that they were capable of taking the information that they were giving, processing that information, and making a calculated guess of where kids were going. Um, had kind of heard some things that uh, made me skeptical that they were going to be able to really give a peg on where guys were going. And unfortunately, that turned out to be true. Um, So
0: do you think kids were just lying to them and and they weren't reading it well? Or do you um, think they were just reading too much, being too optimistic?
1: I think there was some, I think that there was some over-optimistic or maybe, uh, maybe that's not the right way to phrase that, but uh, over I think that they thought they had better relationships with some kids than they, than they did. Um, I think, yeah, I'm sure there was, there was definitely some lying and some uh, deceit at play. Um, I think that NLI was a, or NIL or whatever the hell it is, was a big issue for them. Yeah, Um,
0: I kind of got the impression that certain teams might be, might've been swooping in late with, with lucrative deals and Florida state was not, prepared
1: and some some states were better prepared to do that kind of stuff florida Florida state really from the coaching aspect could not be hands-on at all with nil they they couldn't they couldn't tell you tell kids what they were going to be able to do for them and that kind of stuff because of state law other states did not have that law which obviously set them up at a disadvantage Um, but florida state's been way behind uh, on all the nil stuff anyway Um, even though they had a head start they um Logan, they were they were way way behind.
0: Logan, my man said, "What happened with Hunter is while I'll probably adopt more of Kevin's mindset of not following recruiting much, and just enjoying what we have and have fun understanding football concepts." Yeah. Well, um, I'm I not telling tell you to you. not follow recruiting. I'm just telling you don't count your chickens before they hatch. I think some of these people get a little too invested with a 18 year old's decision. Um, yeah. I've taught. I could. You've taught high school. I've taught high school. When you're dealing with an 18 year old kid, one minute to the next minute
1: could be yeah. totally different. Kids, their minds change like the wind blows. Yeah, but so- when I when I got the text that Travis Hunter had informed, well, I think he had informed the staff earlier in the day that he was going to go to Jackson State, but I think that there was some back and forth about that. But well, I early think- it sounded like Georgia had the bead. Well, yeah, I think that that uh, I think that was all smokescreen, sadly. Mm. But, uh, when I when I got the text that he had that it was done and that he was going to uh, he was going to Jackson State um, my reaction was I got it and I was on with the 24/ 7 guys and I got it and they had been talking about it and Josh had been on the phone and off the phone and kind of coming back and forth um, and I had a feeling he probably was getting some up-to-date information on what was going on there but uh, when I got the text I, I read it and I was on there and I was just like yeesh. And they all were like, what, what, what was it? What was it? I, so I, I text, there was a little, uh, forum on the side that you could communicate with them without, uh, putting it out on air. And I let them know what I had heard. And they all kind of chuckled and said, yeah. And, um, you know, then obviously it went down and I did have a rather F bomb laced tirade about the Florida state administration. You know what? I don't work. I don't work for Florida state. Uh, Oh, I can I can have those rants. Those guys have to be very professional. I can take my professionalism down sometimes. I try not to because I try to be respectful of all those guys because they're um that they, you know they not that we've been fortunate enough to have any of them on for an interview here. We certainly are trying, uh, and we try to obviously be as respectful to them as possible because we want to stay in their good graces. Um, but I was very frustrated with the Florida State administration, um, and was very much questioning their commitment to being an elite football program at that moment. And I let it be known. Yeah. So, um, that, that will lead into a conversation we'll
0: have later. So, Mm -hmm. um, to to give just a, a brief glimpse, I think me and me and AB tend to sit on opposite sides of the same coin of Florida state's future, um, pessimism, optimism. He's got some points. I've got some points and we'll, and we'll talk about that after we, we break down some film, but, um, I think before we get into that and before we get to the potential negativity of that, I, I think that there is some time and some worth into talking about some of the kids that will be on campus. Cause there is going to be talented kids that are worth talking about. Um, your whole class isn't one kid. Uh, although that is, that kid could make a class by himself. Um, so we're going to break down some film first. Um, before we do all that, so I guess we can start with the recent transfer that a lot of people uh will be talking about. And hopefully uh we can do this without getting in trouble with the <laughs> with with the film people, but um let's go over Micah Pittman's highlights. So Micah Pittman is the transfer wide receiver from Oregon that we just signed. I believe yesterday um, yep. unless
1: my days are running together already. He's not not signed but committed. Yes, committed.
0: Okay, committed. Um is he a is he a spring enrollee?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. He says he'll be here in January.
0: Okay, so he should be here in a couple of weeks. So um before without further ado, let's let's jump into the film and see kind of what we see.
1: Okay, so sometimes got to sometimes you got to find him. He's number 4 on the film. A lot of times he lines up with the slot. Sometimes he's uh sometimes he's out wide. So when I watched the film, this is one
0: that immediately stood out to me because this is similar to a route concept FSU likes to run. Um, so you've got this is this is kind of a four verticals type look, but um, so you got everybody kind of running off here. But he's in the slot here. They've got a man on this safety practically. Oh, I guess he's this guy. Um, this middle there. slot here. Yeah, um, and he's. I guess this is a nickel. Mm-hmm. And he beats him over the top, and obviously this is NFL quarterback making a good throw here, but um, he's able to get separation over the top against a nickel corner, which is something that we we haven't really been seeing. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, well, we saw some of the lack of physicality. We we pointed that out at times. He's a thicker kid. Um, yeah, built very shows, much shows... like Ja'Kai Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I thought so. He, I thought he was a rich man's Ja'Kai Douglas. I think he's got a little more speed than Ja'Kai. I think he's a little thicker, a little stronger, a little more of a complete player. I think right now Ja'Kai is a guy that can go deep and that's, that's what he does best. Um, Whereas you've seen Pittman catch a slant. You've seen him go deep. You've seen him catch a little smoke screen there. Uh, You see him on a slant again. He seems to be comfortable in traffic, which is nice. A good hands catcher. He doesn't let the body, ball get it all the way into his body. Um He runs tracks, solid routes. Yeah, he tracks tracks the ball pretty well, which is good. Seems he does have good body control.
0: I think, I think I, he, Good. I think in an ideal world he's a kid that you'd want as your as your number two receiver. Um I don't think he's a guy that you want to necessarily have to match up against top corners all day and expect to win, yeah. but um he's there's, a very, very
1: solid piece that there's a nice little zone, sit down in a Rose Bowl game. Again, he's got an NFL – or an NFL you – know, one of the best young NFL quarterbacks in the game thrown to him there. Um, yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of funny how much – how Mario Cristobal really wasted Justin Herbert, but that's another another story for another day. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that great, might be something we talk a little bit more about later. <laughs> yeah, here's here's a great go route, tracks the ball really well in the air. Um, great catch. You, yeah, absolutely great catch. But, he, he was a guy who freshman year had a decent year for them. And then obviously the COVID year, which, you know, guys all handled that very much differently. Um, and then he, he, he was documented as in his in his third year this year, he wanted to redshirt because he knew that this was a an offense that wanted to run the football a lot. He wanted to redshirt, was talked out of that redshirt, and then kind of, uh, I can't remember if he had an injury or what the deal was, but uh, didn't have much of a year this year. There's a familiar concept.
0: Yeah. Oregon did a good job of getting him out in space. So, um, those, those few one-on-one routes he wins that you see in this film are are really an encouraging sign, like winning on that go route. He had good hand play there. Um, he's, yeah, he's, he's a yards after catch kind of guy. Um, really seems to have an eye for it. Uh, by all accounts, according to Oregon fans, he, he has very sure hands. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have access to the kind of data that would verify that for me. Um, but just, I mean, he looks like a solid kid. I, I think I think if the offensive line is able to add a, a tackle and you're maybe able to add another outside receiver, um, th- this is the kind of kid that you need to to make an offense, the, a passing game more versatile. Mm-hmm. A kid that can get open in the middle of the field.
1: Yeah. You're seeing him win against zone. You're seeing him win against man. It's obviously good stuff. This is against uh, Stony Brook, but there's a great uh, flag route for touchdown. Yeah, uh, he he brings the floor of that room up. That's for sure. Um, yep, hundred percent. I think he's a better player than he's a better player than Keyshawn Helton. I don't want to disparage Keyshawn Helton here, but he's a guy that makes sure Keyshawn Helton doesn't have to play a lot, and uh, that's a good thing for the program. Yeah, and so uh, this
0: is this is another big aspect of his game that he he'll be bringing to Florida State. Um, yep, by all accounts, he's a very sure punt returner. Um, and actually, it sounded like. A, Oregon fans were upset that he fair caught too often. Um, but at least he caught. So at least he caught, that's a win. uh, That is a win in our books. So, uh, do you have any closing thoughts on this kid? Um, anybody in the chat have any questions?
1: No, I I think I kind of already gave my closing thoughts. He brings, he brings the floor of that room up, um, which makes you better as a program, which is where they got to get to, uh, yeah, we need whatever. Chris Seibert. We need whatever. I hope I said his last name right. We need whatever upgrades we can get. Yep, that's pretty much it. That sums it up for me. This is another speed guy to go with Douglas uh, to pair with McLean and Burrell and those bigger body guys um, that you could throw out there and, and let him get going.
0: Yeah, a lot of the younger kids we have in in on the roster are, are bigger guys. You got Portier, you got Burrell, you got McLean, and so maybe this guy kind of takes a little attention from
1: them this, this play was also earlier <laughs> yeah who would you yeah they kind of re- recap a few plays was he coming off an injury I thought he had an injury this year but I don't think it's anything major um who would you compare Anthony Brown to I think that's the Oregon quarterback and is Travis an upgrade for Pittman um I, I honestly I didn't watch enough Oregon to be able to tell you yeah whether Anthony Brown was any good or not I don't I just don't care about Oregon I don't pay that much attention to them um I think I think the jordans I think the Jordans continue to improve. look okay, i you said never have the yeah, I you're think I think he's
0: also gonna be in an offense that's more willing to allow Jordan Travis to throw the ball i don't I don't think Oregon really wanted that uh Cristobal's a not really a kind of guy that wants to open up the offense uh, yeah. in that way, so
1: right. Logan had a decent question here i'm gonna i'm gonna kick it uh brendan Sunon style Bayer sonoon uh. Uh, Pittman being the leading receiver next year, I can't think of a number one receiver we have. McLean hasn't proven himself enough yet. I'm actually going to uh, sell that. I I think that they're going to bring another guy in that will that will have that number one um, caliber receiver. Uh, so I I don't think that Pittman's going to be the number one, but I think Pittman's going to have a decent year.
0: I think uh, they've they,
1: they've shown they can scheme these guys open a wheel route and stuff. They're going to find ways to get him the ball deep down the field.
0: I, I think. If Pittman's your number two receiver, you're you're having a good offensive year. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think you're you're pretty pleased with your offensive output. If Pittman's your number two receiver, um, yep, I agree. Whether that's McLean stepping up or, or you get a, a number one, a true number one in the transfer portal, um, yep. But either way, I, I'm I'm stoked about Pittman. I think that's a big get. I think that's um, a floor you need to be raised. Um, and so. Uh, let's go ahead and move on so we have pitman let's move on to sam mccall so sam mccall is a number one rated recruit uh in fsu's class as it stands right now um and tell me tell me a little bit about sam mccall
1: yeah he's uh gonna come in and play corner um early he's a dual dual position kind of guy he could play uh he could play wide receiver for you, or he could play in the secondary. Sadly, we couldn't get his senior film. I wish he had his senior highlights up. Um, Sam had a pretty yeah, – he, he had some good stuff this year. Um, that's just a great I, play. I, <laughs> I think long-term he's maybe a safety. Yeah, that's what you guys kept telling me,
0: but yeah, I, I, I you love what you see on a corner right here. Very physical. Mm-hmm. Not afraid to get there. So, in my mind, he could be a safety, or he could be a, a boundary corner and be that physical guy that you can bring in for run support. Uh, my, off worry the short side of
1: field. my worry is he shows some tightness sometimes in some of these turns. Um, they're not as fluid as I'd like him to be, and his acceleration isn't as good as right. It and not as good as you would like an elite corner to to have. Um, an elite receiver here probably wins over the top. Yeah, and we've seen that from him in seven on sevens, and we saw. Travis Hunter, which not to bring up that name, but we saw him beat McCall um, down the field uh, in, in some of the um, summer camp stuff that they that they went against each other. Um, so, yeah, I, I have my concerns about him as a boundary corner, but I, I think he's I think with some work, he could probably be fine there. But he's a playmaker. Um, Is he a kind of guy that, that you might see
0: getting some offensive snaps early in his career? I would think, love, I would love that. I think he's
1: a better offensive player than defensive player personally. Um
0: Yeah, I I I don't tend to disagree with you. Um I also think this team is in more need of a of a wide receiver that with dynamic capabilities than a, than a safety with dynamic capabilities, but yep. um I think you also look to the kid's future. Uh he'll be here for 3 years, so what is he what is he going to give you in 3 years from now? Is he going to yeah, be a, yeah. a more instrumental safety or corner? Um, I, I think you're right. Watching his film, he is more of a straight line kind of guy, um, and you can kind of mask that a little bit at safety, but uh, maybe wide receiver isn't isn't the wrong spot for him. So um, that will be an interesting thing to watch. They tend to gravitate towards these athletes that are that really could be used on either side of the ball. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how they use him. He he'll he'll walk in on campus and be one of the better athletes on the team, in my opinion.
1: So um, no, I tend to agree i'm glad they were able to to keep him you know everybody kind of thought he was tied to travis hunter and i'm sure there was some reality to that and i'm sure there was some shock on his part when he found out his boy was going elsewhere but uh seems to have maximus just kind of mentioned it in the chat he seems to have uh solidified his place here and i think maybe he's kind of embracing the opportunity to come in and be the big dog
0: yeah he's the big dog so um as far as i'm concerned uh travis hunter is pl- not playing uh a real big boy college football next year. Sam McCall's your number one. He's, he's your guy. So uh, for, for this year, I think uh, some focus and some attention needs to be given to this five-star kid that decided to come to a five and
1: 17, you know? Yep. And he's, and he's going to be here in in the spring, which is great. I mean, he's going to have a, he's going to have a leg up, get in here, get himself an opportunity. You know, they're going to get him in here and, and get a look at him. Is he a corner? Is he a safety? Is he a wide receiver? They're going to get that chance to, Kind of evaluate and find the right spot for him.
0: Man, the one thing I like on either side of the ball that that you really see in him is he high points this ball mm-hmm. every time. He's got good ball skills, and this also kind of looks like it's Florida State versus uh, Florida. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, goes up, gets the ball. Um, yeah, he's just he's just athletic. He's got the straight line speed. Uh You really don't see much film of him. Taken away, you know, like in routes or anything like that, with with yeah. quick breaks and stuff. So that would be interesting to see. Maybe maybe we'll see it here. So he's in zone.
1: Yeah, zone it up.
0: Okay, so uh, I think closing thoughts for me are: it's a he's a very talented, athletic kid. I think he's a kid that uh, could play either side of the ball, um, and kind of this this name might be. I think he's a slightly like quicker travis j um in his okay. athletic build and uh hopefully that hopefully you can find a place for him where he excels and hopefully has has a good attitude coming in and, and really fits in with the with the culture so uh what do you think
1: no i tend to agree with you um yeah i don't have necessarily a necessarily comp for him um and i ha- and i have some concerns about his ability to play corner but I think he's a young man who's athletic enough and talented enough that you're going to find a spot for him and he's going to be successful. Um I tend to lean with a lot of these guys put them on offense because it's such an offensive game anymore but yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be nice to get him in the program, get him the spring to develop and uh you know, hopefully get him out there this fall next fall and see what he can do. Yeah.
0: Uh totally agree. Um so let's go ahead and move on. So Bye
1: my favorite player in this class hopefully we'll see
0: you might want to pronounce it for me i'm not sure if i i'm comfortable Uh, with it i believe it's Azarie, Azarie. i'm gonna call him thomas for now but uh i've been calling him az az you guys can probably hear the highlight tape all right so uh az thomas there uh So this is a four-star athlete that they got that was kind of a surprise in the last uh, little bit of the recruiting cycle. So uh, let's take a look at his film.
1: So what stands out about uh, Thomas to you? He's long, his athleticism. I mean, just a guy, another player who can kind of do both. I think he's so much more fluid than what Sam is through his hips. Uh, I talked about Sam being kind of stiff in, in, uh, in his hips and not being necessarily fluid on some of his transitions. I think... I think AZ is very fluid. Man, he's long. Yeah, very long. He he's a kid. He, is a, he would be an absolute number one wide receiver for me. So you keep you'd look look at keep at him on true. the offensive side of the ball. Oh, God, yes.
0: So if you had if you had to do one keep either Sam on I would offense. Put,
1: I would put Thomas on offense and McCall on defense if I had to if I could only pick one.
0: Yeah, I mean I I'd be interested to see uh I really like Sam's deep ball threat. Uh, he goes up against the ball. That's that's important for an X receiver. That lateral agility is not as important, a la like, um, oh, what's that that kid out of that's playing for Seattle right now, Metcalf. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be interesting to see. But man, this kid is just fluidly athletic. You're you're totally right. This looks like yeah. the same team,
1: <laughs> and, and they they have intentions of playing him on offense this year. Um, okay, Morvel has stated. I mean, here's a here's some good look at him at the corner. At yeah, that. him high pointing the ball. So God. there you go. Come on, this was a huge pickup. This was a big get. Yeah, this is a a, a get you don't see the fan base talking about very often. Often, um, I mean, his brother his brother is one of the best safeties in in America at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanye Thomas. Oh, really? Um, That's his brother. Oh, that guy's a stud. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'll it take anybody gives you an It gives you an idea of what his pedigree is.
0: Yeah, no, that that kid's the one kid you have to worry about on Georgia Tech on either side of the ball, really, yeah. now that they're losing that running back. Um, yeah, so fluidly athletic, really quick kid. Um, this this is his senior film, so if we're comparing him directly to Travis, he does have the advantage of a few months um, on him, mm-hmm. but... So here's some here's some clips of him playing defense. Um, if he if he were to play defense, do you, do you keep him at corner or do you move him more to a safety?
1: I think he's more of a corner than uh, McCall is personally, just because of how fluid he is. Yeah, he is, um, and he's long. That's what a lot of people are looking for.
0: So uh, that might be a consideration later in his career. You know, he could be a a top 15 wide receiver, but with length like that. Uh, He's got a really high ceiling as a corner as well. So, um, would I like to see him lay the lumber a little bit more here? Uh, but ideally at corner. I'm
1: going to say something stupid here, and, uh, and that's fine. I can say something stupid. Um, I'm allowed. He looks physically, f- physically, just body type wise, and kind of like he looks like Jalen Ramsey to me. I'm not saying he plays like Jalen Ramsey. But the, he just kind of, body-wise, he reminds me of Jalen yeah, when Jalen was coming out of high school. That
0: length. The levers. Kind of the yeah. height,
1: yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be Jalen. Jalen's obviously the best corner in the world, but. And that's kind of what I was saying, was he's got a probably a higher
0: ceiling at corner than he does. Mm-hmm. At, I think so. At, on offense. So, um, but for our team right now, for FSU's team right now, he is. They're, they're dying for someone like this on the outside that yeah. can win these balls consistently. So do you think he was a, a little underrated of, at a at a high four-star, or do you think um, um, it's probably right, not appropriate? Uh, pro- probably pretty appropriate. Fair enough. So, yeah, this is a really fun kid to watch. Uh, another one of these kids that Norvell picks up that just seems to be a dual-side dual athlete, um, just like McCall. Yeah. Um, you it seems like there's a trend there. He, he wants these kids that if they're going to do one thing well, they do all things well. He wants football players, and he mm-hmm. wants people that um, kind of just understand and know the game. So, Absolutely. Uh, encouraging sign. Um, I think it's one of those things that people do, do not talk about or, or give this class enough credit for, uh, which is finding these kids and bringing in high four stars and five stars to a five and seven team. So. Um, who is the last one up? Yes, Follow-ball. how can I
1: forget? Mr. Legacy himself.
0: Yes, the 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 only thing that let me sleep on Wednesday night last week. <laughs> <laughs> so Julian Armella. So he's got some kind of Let's look at his junior year highlights say does he have some individual yeah he has teams. individual games but let's let's go to a bigger so he's a big he's, boy six, he's, seven. he's
1: transformed he's transformed his body. I mean he's probably down to two eighty five, two ninety now just really really kind of ripped up. Yeah. Uh, he's done a he's done a nice job of developing himself into more of a tackle. He's not gonna he's not gonna look as tackle uh body type in, in his junior clips as he does as a senior he just, he just shut down Shamar Stewart um, not long ago. And Shamar Stewart's a five-star defensive end, likely headed to uh, Texas A&M. So, so, so give me an idea of what he is. I think he's a little overrated. Um, yeah, I think Rivals has him something like the number two overall tackle in the country or something like that. I don't know, he's not that good, but he's a pretty <laughs> darn good player. So on an offensive line that struggled, so
0: normally offensive line and defensive line are places that require at least a little bit of development before they see the field in the college ranks. You know, they need to put that size on the functional weight. Um, Is he the kind of kid that you see getting snaps early? Or do you think he, he's another one of those developmental kids that you're going to see kind of really blossoming three or four years down the road?
1: Yeah. I think he's a guy that's going to need a red shirt and, you know, develop his body. He, he doesn't, he's not as, he doesn't have the hips and, and the, I'm sorry, not the hips, the feet uh, necessarily, in my opinion. To be a day one kind of player, he's not that type of athlete. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty athletic. What the freaking hell was that? <laughs> Holy! <laughs> <laughs> I've coached a lot of offensive line. I've never taught that technique.
0: I don't know. This is pretty athletic, man. You got to You see that? You see the, <laughs> you the, you see the defensive line.
1: Trey out when we need him. The defensive lineman break down the the macho man Randy Savage elbow drop. <laughs> yeah, honestly,
0: he's so terrified he drops to the ground.
1: Holy hell. That's going to right Slamtown. town. I forgot about that play. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. I, he, he's he's he. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. I think a year a year in the weight room, uh, a year in the playbook. Well, it's that legal. Yeah, I guess it was. I didn't see a flag come out. Um, <laughs> he didn't hold him block in the back. Right. Uh, I, I think he, a year off would do him some good. Um, but, you know, he played in a big time program, played at see Thomas Aquinas this year. They just won state championship. Uh, he's bounced around a little bit, but he was back at Aquinas. Um, I think, I think there's a a really bright future for him and a really high floor or really high ceiling. Uh,
0: man, he's fun to watch on these inside zone plays. So, um, inside zone, they're doubling down on this guy and they're looking for this cutback for the running back. And you can see just how quickly he, he gets up field and pins that defensive tackle and just. Opens up this massive cutback lane. So that, that's a lot on him. That, that's
1: a, a I think fun he's block. More, I think he's more of a right tackle than a left tackle at the next level. You know, if you're talking tip prototype um, positions. Uh what I makes think you say know, that? He just doesn't have the feet, in my opinion. We'll see if that develops. But uh, he just, I, don't, I don't think he possesses the foot speed.
0: Yeah, I think I think he does stand out uh, amongst Alex Atkins' um offensive line commits typical commits um, so usually you see guys with really great foot speed uh, and heavy hands but uh, might not have the the but, polish uh, yeah and he he seems to he seems to be technically pretty sound but doesn't quite have the speed you normally expect and but he's a big boy so you kind of kind of excuse the the relative lack of foot speed. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe maybe after he's thinned up this year, um I haven't got to watch much of his senior film. Maybe he's he's a little bit more of the, the athletic
1: type that Atkins usually Here, I'm gonna send you uh Jalen Earleys. Now it's just games. It's not it's not just one highlight tape. Let's let's we've looked at uh Mella here. Let's let's look at like one of Armella's recent games that he has posted, if we can from his senior.
0: Yeah. Hold on, let me let me get there. So we did an individual breakdown for Jalen Early, but uh, I don't think it would hurt to...
1: Well, I'd like to look at Armella and compare the two, because I think that Early's uh, got a higher f- ceiling than um, Armella does. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so this is one of the more modern games. Oh, good job. So he's left tackle here. Got the edge rush. So he does a good job getting out there and he kind of gets off balance a little bit, but yep. he does the job. Can,
1: you can see he lacks that speed, in my opinion. He lacks that speed to be able to get into his drop. Um, you know, having to go so wide like that's not necessarily ideal. Right.
0: Ideally, and that kid's trying
1: to run around him but
0: ideally, you you drop back and you let this guy run a circle uh, instead of lunging, and it does seem a little bit like he's trying to catch him before he can beat him around the edge. Okay, so I don't know why this film is all in slow motion, but it is. Okay, so left tackle here at the bottom of the screen. Let's watch. So gets downfield, solid block, I don't think I can complain much about that. Um. Yeah, he's. I I think as early as as big as him. I mean, six seven's a,
1: a pretty big dude. No, he's he's not. No, he's not quite as big and long. Right. Uh, so, early, I think is a, is a better athlete.
0: Right. That's that's kind of what I was saying about Armella. Is he just doesn't stand out as quite the athlete as early, but um, he might have more NFL measurables. To be mm-hmm. honest.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree.
0: But we're not in the business of NFL. We're in the business of college football. <laughs>
1: One thing Julian will do is move you. He yeah. Get, he does not mind getting involved in the run game.
0: Yeah, I see that. No, that's what that's what I was saying earlier. I really like him in in the backside of that uh, inside zone. So yeah. he's got some talent. Whether or not he's got the high end to be a, an elite pass blocker um, is still to be determined. So uh, let's watch a game of Jalen Early. So hopping in here, he's a left guys, tackle here. Yeah,
1: make sure hit the like button, guys. Got 100, 110 people in here. Nineteen likes, twenty likes. Smash that like button if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, like and subscribe. Make Doesn't sure you're subscribed. You Nothing.
1: <laughs> right. uh, Dupri, I'm not. I'm not. We're not trying to be critical of him. We're just trying to point out strengths and weaknesses here. That's all. We know no, We know that no prospect is perfect.
0: Let's see. That wasn't really.
1: And sometimes these things are hard to tell whether they're going to be any good or not
0: yeah the individual game stuff is is he is he left tackle here yeah
1: i believe he's yeah i think he's 53.
0: yeah he's see, just a I, little bit more fluid in space yeah,
1: yeah i think he's just more athletic
0: but i think that's that naturally comes with a guy that's a few few inches shorter um so so we'll see um armella definitely has has the length and the levers that that, that you want in a pass setter but it's really nice to have that,
1: that speed and the fluidity. It's nice to have a couple true offensive tackles in your program again. And that's not even talking about daughter Richardson. Who's, a, who's a, going to be a project, but is a, is a true tackle type prospect um, for the long term. It's, it's, it's great what Alex Atkins has been able to go out and do with the offensive line recruiting and kind of get that room righted uh, with all the things that all the negative that kind of surrounded last Wednesday and Thursday to some degree. Um, what he was able to do with the offensive line class really kind of saved the day in some, some regards for me.
0: Yeah. So, um, the offensive line class is insane for, for this team. Uh, yeah. Alex Atkins pulled, pulled a rabbit out of his hat. So, yeah. uh, enjoy the time that this kid, that guy is uh, a part of the staff cause, uh, he, he is a special one. So he's going to be a head coach sooner rather than later. That's for sure. Um, and yeah we we're, we're we're pointing out flaws of, of these kids, but ultimately they're they're about as good as offensive linemen as you as you've seen come in as FSU football players in a while so um really exciting stuff so yeah absolutely okay so i don't I don't have anybody else to go over
1: with film, do you? yeah no, no, I don't think so okay. that was an opportunity to kind of just get into the weeds and have some conversation about what's going on here
0: um yeah so tell me tell me your perspective on kind of how nil is affecting florida state how we stand in this environment um kind of the feel you're getting from from your sources
1: um yeah so nil i mean florida state they were hindered by the state of florida um you know with the the whole the coaching staff really couldn't be the ones that were promoting it they couldn't really the school itself couldn't really be the ones that were uh, I, I believe that's how it was written anyway i could be wrong about this i'm kind of dumb on some of this stuff so uh, i i do let some of the more f- uh, intelligent people that are that kind of have their hands in this stuff uh, talk about it a little bit deeper but i'm going to give my thoughts um so the staff couldn't really, they couldn't really promote NIL, from my understanding. Uh, they, they couldn't really be involved in it. There were some third parties and stuff like that that could uh, kind of say, hey, we're going to be able to do this for you. I mean, I know they were competitive to some degree with a few kids, but, uh, you know, when the Georges of the world start getting involved, you start talking about, um, you know, you saw Bryce Young, uh, Heisman winning quarterback. Had a million dollar deal on the table. Quinn Ewers, who went to uh, Ohio State early, reclassified re, uh, this year, went up there early. He had a million dollar offer on the table for NIL that was tied to playing time and that kind of stuff, which was one of the reasons why he's uh, now back in Texas, going to enroll at Texas. Um, so Florida State, sadly, just they they just I don't think structurally administrative wise that they are that they were set up to compete with what some of the big guys are doing out there um i don't think there's enough commitment uh and enough foresight and all those fancy words for florida state to be able to go out and be competitive in this environment uh that kind of exists in college football today Um, so it doesn't mean that they can't get there uh hopefully with michael alford uh, playing a bigger role that uh that will change but Right now, they're not there. That's a
0: problem. So NIL, um, just for those of you that are unaware um, of college football, kind of what's happening. So it's a recent rule change in uh, college football where players can profit off their name image likeness. That's what NIL stands for. Um, and so a lot of these schools that have older booster bases, older alumni bases, longer established programs, are may naturally have a... a A leg up Um, in addition Florida State didn't seem fully prepared for for this rule change and that's kind of what AB is alluding to is that um, basically the Wild West was instituted in college football with no regulation and um, it it seems like uh, there may be a a potential lack of true investment in, in some parts of the
1: program True investment has been a problem for a while now. I mean, it's uh, it, it's been an issue. I mean, it is. Yeah, Jimbo talked about it. And Jimbo, listen, Jimbo had his own issues. Uh, that's a whole nother can of worms, obviously. But yeah, I mean, Jimbo was concerned about the commitment of this program to succeed at the highest rate. They're young, this is a young football program, a younger uh, alumni base without some of the billionaire donors that uh, some of these schools are thrown out there. I mean, you hear about things at Miami, some of Mario Cristobal's billionaire friends that are kind of funding that program right now. Um, Florida State doesn't have that. And it's, it, it is an issue, but I think it's one they can overcome, but it's one that leadership's got to kind of embrace and say, we're going to, we're going to find ways to get this done. Um, we're going to, we're, we're going we're gonna to commit the resources and, and allocate people to getting this job done. Um, I think, you know they took a step in the right direction with naming Michael Alford, the athletic director, um, but they're they've they've got some house cleaning that they need to do with some of the good old boy network um, in that uh, in that athletic department specifically. Uh, before they're, I think that they're going to be able to take a step really kind of back into relevance. Um, so we're going to see whether that gets done or not. That's a that's a big deal for me. Um, I'm gonna, I, I'm paying a lot of attention to. Kind of some of the off-field moves that get made this year. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to point to Ron Dugans and when's he getting fired and all that stuff. Um, that 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 really has less. I'm really paying a lot less attention to that and more attention to uh, some of the some of the recruiting room moves that need to get made. Um, there's some guys in there that need to lose their job. I know Bud Elliott certainly talked about it. I talked about it on the 24/7 uh, live stream during signing day. Uh, there there there's guys in there that spend way more time trying to make sure people think that they're doing a really good job and that people have interest in them in the sec than they do actually doing their job. So, uh, it's, it's a problem. It's one this guy get fixed. Um, if it doesn't get fixed, then we're going to kind of stay where we are.
0: Yeah. So, um, and and by stay where you are, I, I assume you mean not stay at five and seven, but, um, kind of reach a ceiling, uh, before we would like to reach. I think it's pretty clear that this, this is not a five and seven program. Um, after they get over this, so Coach Ab disappeared. Um, but I'll, I'll kind of give my take on it um, while Ab is gone. So Florida State doesn't look to be prepared to to play with the big dogs, as Ab was implying. And by big dogs, he means top five, top ten. Uh, so your Texas A
1: and M's, Alabama's, Georgia's. Yeah, I, I- I'm not going to include Jackson State in the look. That, that that Travis Hunter stuff is a whole yeah. other can of worms. That that was. You just had a
0: freak occurrence happen against you.
1: That, that that's. I
0: that don't was, see that as an indictment on. That was
1: that was people of person. Deion Sanders trying to boost Deion Sanders up to make him seem like he's some legit football coach. Uh, yeah,
0: Deion. I'm I'm yeah. going to withhold my opinion
1: on Deion Sanders because I I don't want to invite. But look what. Look what just happened. He had a more talented team. Again, then, what was it, South Carolina State, and they got the doors blown off. Um, so, I, I, you know, but that guy's going to get somebody some sanctions, and it is what it is. George uh, um no one,
0: no one cares if you're a Power Five recruiter. These 18 year old kids don't care if you were at Alabama 10 years ago. They care about what money comes through the door. And if they're better funding, raising funds than, than Mike Norvell and getting those funds to the correct people then it's getting to a point where um, you got to just learn to play the game I don't know I think I think you have a chance to to out recruit those guys but they definitely have the experience to, to walk in and and know what an SEC SEC team is like from the inside um, yeah. and and so that
1: that is definitely an advantage but um, yeah I don't Look, I think Mike can recruit. I think he's, I think he is very organized and very uh, forward thinking on uh, ways to establish relationships with kids. I think he's got to get some better people surrounding him. I think he's got to get some more resources in the recruiting room. I think he and better people kind of on his staff that are uh, do a better job of reading the room and connecting to people. Um, I think that that's a must for them to, uh, Take a next step in recruiting. Um, but again, I mean, you had the 13th ranked class, there's holes, there's problems. I don't think that they did a good enough job with their board um, wide receiver being a big issue. Defensive linebacker. end, I don't, I don't think they had enough backup options at defensive end at wide receiver and at linebacker. Um, I think you've already, I think you've began the process of fixing the linebacker issue uh, I do think Randy Shannon's an upgrade I think you could have upgraded more but I'm okay with Randy Shannon coming in because I think that the I do think he has some South Florida ties I don't think they're as good as people maybe or have been gri- given him credit for um, but I do think he works really well with Adam Ford I think that that's important for the defense to continue to kind of grow um, yeah I mean I think Dugan's got to go I don't think he's I don't think that they've shown any progress on the field. I don't think you've recruited well off the field. Um he had issues at Miami with guys being able to catch the football. We've seen that at Florida State. I don't I don't think him staying is a is a is a good thing for Florida State. Um, you know, I, I think that you're probably gonna see him trying to find opportunities for for another job and, and he's out of his contract January thirty first if he can't. So I know everybody's very impatient. We want to get rid of him now. We've got to get rid of him now. I think it's okay if he's here through January 31st. I don't think it's the end of the world. Yeah, um, and the, you, If they plan on getting rid of him,
0: you, you have to understand they're, they're vetting options. They're, mm-hmm. they're not just sitting with their hands on their, you know, like sitting on their hands and saying, I, I don't know what to do because what if yeah. he does you know, if he's gone, he's gone, and, and they know kind of where they're going to go to try to replace him. So,
1: yeah. Um. Message retracted. Um, <laughs> so I don't think Peter. I'm not sure Peter works the answer. I don't know what kind of coaching resume he's got. Um, I know people love to throw the former players out there. A lot of times, former players aren't the answer. Um, I think you could do better than Peter work at wide receiver coach personally.
0: I mean, let's 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 separate this idea that just because you did something means that you're good at coaching it or teaching it. Um, mm-hmm. The best coach to ever coach football, in my opinion, played the cross in college. So, yeah. you know, we'll take that for what it's worth. So that's that's not to say that because you played, you can't be a good coach. But uh, I care way more about your coaching resume than mm-hmm. your playing resume when it comes to that p- particular position. Um, so I, I think I think it really depends on on what your uh, ideal for this program is. So I, I grew up in a time the first season I remember is 2001. So uh, I've never lived in a world where uh, I've never remembered a world where Florida state is, is consistently elite. Uh, So getting back to that would be, would be something that would be nice to see. Um, I'm, I just need Florida state to be consistently competing for ACC titles before I talk about beating Georgia and recruiting consistently. Um, We're just not there. Um, And, i i I think with a five and seven season, I'm stoked with this recruiting class. I think this is a really solid recruiting class. I'm disappointed with the lack of addressing needs um I think he killed the offensive line uh which is great that that room's been rebuilding for the past couple of years and might actually be a strength a year or two from now um It might be a strength this year if you get a good uh transfer in at tackle but Uh, it just, it's just one of those things where, um, I, you didn't get linebackers, you didn't get wide receivers and, uh, that that's going to hurt you down the line. You can't consistently replace those players with, with transfers and be okay. You need some sort of base to build off of, um, even if it's just a floor, uh, so in the past 20 years, no other top program has kept a coach employed who lost to an FCS school, then closes is the GOAT Nick Saban who lost to a Sunbelt team. I don't know what that means. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, look, look, I just kind of adding on to what you're saying, I think that the the idea that we're going to get back to the 90s, which is what I think everybody kind of – goes back to when they think about this football pro- program is I mean those those times are dead in my opinion um you know that the state of Florida is so much better recruited now throughout the country than it was back then because of huddle and bag men and handlers and all this nonsense that uh you know I think it's silly to think that you're going to go back to that um, so many of these other teams are so much more talented. I mean just look at Wake Forest Year in, year out, they're a competitive football team, whereas they used to just kind of be a laughing stock back in those days. Um, so I think it's silly to think that they would ever be able to get back to that level of dominance. I mean, Alabama's there because Alabama's got more money than just about anybody. Uh, Georgia's throwing more money at, uh, at the, their football program than anybody is right now. Uh, yeah. and it's not even close. Um, that's why those teams are there. And that's why Florida State's not going to be there because they don't have that kind of stupid money that they can just throw at these things. Um, I think they can compete financially. They've got to decide that they're going to, um, they've got to make that commitment that they want to, um, to get good again. And I think that that's where it's got to start and stop. Go Keynes, Oh, the hell with the Keynes, man. You you down, baby. We beat your ass this year. So Mel Tucker is killing it in the portal two years straight.
0: Yes. Um, and Manny Diaz did well on the Porter portal as well. And so, Uh, The portal is something that you can use as a tool and should use as a tool. And the smart ones are using it as a tool. Um, I think Mel Tucker's a little bit of fool's gold. Um, Whether or not that success is sustainable, I I would, I hope for his sake it is. Um, But I I think that you still need to be able to fill, at least have a floor developed with high school talent. Mm -hmm. And then you fill in the holes to push yourself one step forward with transfers. You don't build a roster off transfers. Right. You can't build a yeah. culture off transfers. These kids oh. are there for a year, maybe two. Um, but yes, you would be you would be blind and dumb to to decide that transfers are not something you want to partake in. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. They're they're a good way to fill needs, um, but they're not a good way to. Build a program, and you know you've got to. You know, like you talked about culture. Culture is a big deal with winning. Um, You can't you can't have these renegade. You can't do these renegade programs where you just bring in 11 new starters every year from the portal. That's just not going to keep you successful. Uh, They've got to they've got to up the ante in in, uh, high school recruiting, and they've got to find a way to start winning some more of these battles and kind of being able to read the room a little bit better. And I think some of that's just going to come from. Uh, increased resources in the recruiting off field room and some better staff on the, on the, uh, on the coaching staff that uh, kind of know what recruiting is. I think Tony Tokars is a guy that's going to step in for you at quarterback. And I think he's an upgrade um, coaching wise over Kenny Dillingham. I think he's a better, I think he's a better uh, technical quarterback coach than Kenny was. What makes uh, you say that? Cause he was a tight end coach at Memphis. Yeah, but he's been groomed as a quarterback guy here. I I, I just know some people that know him, and I know some people that have coached with Kenny and know Kenny, and there's some folks that think that Tony was kind of the brains of that operation, so we'll see. Um, I could be wrong. They could be wrong also. Um, But I don't know that Tony's going to be as good a recruiter as Kenny was, but I do think Tony – I know that there's people that think highly of Tony and his potential as a a recruiter, but we'll see what he turns into. Um, But you really need to get – to move on from Ron – and get more and you need yak to coach yak to give you more um you know he brought in one running back this year the louisiana ties haven't really paid off i haven't really understood that strategy um that was a
0: i also i also think ties are overrated um i mean napier's a louisiana guy right um yeah i don't think anybody's gonna be too worried that he's a louisiana guy recruiting in florida um yeah good recruiters make new ties uh i tend to agree so uh, we've kind of brought up multiple points and this is kind of a question I have as someone that um, likes the football side of football more than the recruiting side of football um, you've mentioned that you feel like the recruiting staff uh, is is lackluster mm-hmm. and even uh, position coaches on the on the staff might might be um, falling behind a little bit but you've also mentioned a lack of commitment so if you had to give a per- percentage of what percentage is lack of commitment? What percentage is uh, lack of ability or, or effort on the, the coaching staff? Um,
1: what would you give it? Should I, man, I, that's tough. <laughs> that's a tough answer um, because they really all just kind of play. So hand in hand, um, let me, so Broderick asks, the product on the field has to affect our recruiting, right? Yes. hundred percent of the product on the field impacts the, uh, and
0: that, that's why, that's why I want to take everything here with a grain of salt. Um, we're we're two people that uh, follow Florida State and uh, yep. hope for its success, and uh, yep. just like you guys, uh, but we're also everything we're saying here's a grain of salt. We went five and seven, are ending with a top fifteen recruiting class. Um, I think that is a testament to some people on the coaching staff's ability to plan, um, to make relationships, and some potential that you might see in them in the future. Um, I I have. I am continually impressed with some people on this coaching staff and I think that there there is a lot of potential if you back this staff uh in a timely manner. However, uh top twelve is not gonna be good enough for no. the expectations
1: placed on this program in the long term. All right. So I've been sitting here thinking about your question. So like I, I know I have a pretty decent idea of what kind of nl nil package marvin jones jr is getting um and i don't think florida state could compete with that i think florida state could, would would have landed him if they could uh nigel kelly i don't think florida state could compete uh but nil was but miami could yes i think that miami's very committed right now um i think as soon as
0: I think I, as I, soon as Cristobal I, steps out with seven wins first year, they're going to be much less
1: committed. I, I'm I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree. I'm just stating right now. Um, I think that you lost that because of, I think you lost it because Cristobal had the best relationship with him, but I also think you lost it because ultimately I don't think you were able to compete. Um, no one in Miami get, get injured. injured. I, uh, I, I, I think at Fort that Lauderdale, I think the Travis Hunter is a seminal, if things, if you can compete, um, I was, I was told he let somebody on the staff know this is life-changing. I can't pass this up. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know, you know, the, you know, how these things go, you know, Dion says there's nothing there and he paying no players and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, all this stuff is grain of salt. Like you said, um, I just think that I think that ultimately NIL was a really, really big deal with this national signing day. There's a reason you saw Texas A&M, uh, Georgia, Alabama have the success that they did. And it's not because they're the nicest guys. Um, yeah, it
0: it took the shady stuff happening below ground and it's just mm-hmm. put it on the surface. Um, yeah,
1: and, and Jimbo said that out loud and he was 100 percent right. They're just paying
0: to play. So uh, I think this is to summarize why I think some people might be upset with this top top Twelve recruiting class or wherever it sits right now, despite despite the fact that it's far outseeding what we should be expecting from this season, and I think the crux of the argument is that we had chances with kids that we didn't pull in that we probably wouldn't have pulled in even if we had won eleven games this year, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're losing trap. You win eleven games this year, you lose well. Travis Hunter
1: maybe i i don't know if that's 100 percent true um maybe he feels i think yes to travis hunter i think you get marvin jr if you win 11 games um i think that i don't think that all those things are true uh, i do think that there's some kids that didn't come i think there's some kids that would have felt better about the potential of your program had you won 11 games there's other kids that are chasing the bag i mean it is what it is okay so um
0: It seems like a lot of people, the, the upset people, um, the people like yourself who who kind of don't feel super optimistic about what's happened over this past week is, is, is you've kind of seen a, a ceiling potentially to, to where this program is at, um, beyond the five and seven recruiting class, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that I, I want to see a top 15 Florida State team. If you can continually bring in top 15, top 10 recruiting classes and get us to top 15, I, I think you see a, a lot more commitment from this um, fan base. Uh, you see it at games. Uh, yeah. When when Florida State has something, just anything go right for them, this fan base is so hungry mm-hmm. to be successful again. I, I think that the commitment – uh, from the the fan base would increase um, increase our recruiting prowess
1: uh, as much as anything. Here here here's my here's my issue with that statement. I think you're 100 110 percent right. You've seen the commitment. Look at Notre Dame. Look at the Miami game. You've seen this fan base answer the bell time and time again when there's something to hope for with this football program well, why the hell can't the university get out of the way and get it right and continue to push that, push those boundaries? Uh, there, there's no reason that you can't be fully committed for this football program and this fan base that keeps giving back to you every chance you get. The major booster push that's going on in this fan base uh, uh, over this last year has been huge and gotten them back to kind of respectable ranks um, where they were earlier, you know, back in their early teens. It really is bullshit, in my opinion, if the university doesn't step up and say we're going to commit the resources needed. Um, and I'm not saying whether they are. Or, I don't know whether they're going to. I wish I did. I, I'm like everybody in this chat right now that wants to have that hope that they're going to that they're going to show that the that the admin's going to show up and do what they need to do to make sure this program gets back to where it needs to be. Um, I don't know, but they they owe that to this fan base, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, I think I totally agree. They owe it to this town. Um, I've lived here for now three years, so he, this town is dependent on this football team um, in a real way. Uh, so, I I think overall, I, I'm I think Florida State set themselves up to take a step forward next year. Um, I think depending on how the the transfer portal plays out I think you need another wide receiver I think you need a linebacker um you need two defensive ends and you need two defensive ends um if you're able to get those you take a step forward and I I I think you make a bowl game and you don't worry about it yeah um and but that's the danger of living off the portal you got to have a kid that leaves this school and shows up at the right time um the, the only the only thing that I will say is that this is one of those years that becomes a defining year in Norvell's tenure, right? Yeah. Now he's got majority kids on his, on his team. Do you take a step forward? Do you continue building the identity you had last year? Um, do you beat these rivals that should be in rebuilding years? Um, right. Because that's important. Uh, and so Manny Diaz got fired because he wasn't able to to win. He wasn't able to continue to rebuild off the portal in a significant way. As soon as he lost Jalen Phillips, he had no answer at defensive end. He wasn't able to bring in a new kid in the portal that had nearly the impact, and you saw their team kind of wither. They lost to a rebuilding Florida State, and that got him fired. So um, this this year could go the way of Manny Diaz for Mike Norvell. I'd hate it for him and, and for the program, but that's a real risk you're taking because you you weren't able to find that, um, or hold on to that defensive end.
1: Yeah, I'm seeing some talk about the uh, football only facility in here. I don't I don't think that taking the money from that football only facility is the answer, guys. I think that uh, you need to get that thing built. You know, for, fortunately, you, you've got pledges for that, so those are going to go in up front. You know, the money for that's going to go in up front, and then that's going to be done with, and then those people, hopefully, those boosters that are hopefully are sticking around and wanting to continue to support the program are going to take money and then start putting that into NIL or putting that in back into the program on other ways. Um, you know, so once it gets, once it gets started, and I think that the plan is for it to get started here at the end of, or uh, after this next season, um, th- then we'll see some of that money be able to start to go back into the football program in other ways. But I don't think, Taking money from that and putting it in nil is the answer. You need to be able to do both. um That's just the the reality. You need to be able to to do all things, not just one or the other. If you can only do one or the other at one time, you're kind of screwed, in my opinion. All right. Um, so can I address yeah, this? I, I'm trying to go through here. chat here. Um, yeah. Good.
0: King Mac, 2022 looking like four Nate if they do not replace Jermaine and Cure with studs. Um, I disagree. I disagree with that pretty pretty strongly. Um, I think you're watching too much ESPN. Uh, one team out of twenty, one player out of twenty-two does not a team make. Uh, this team will be better in almost every part of the field next year than they were last year. Yeah. Um, losing. Uh, I think you're you're going to be able to somewhat replace Akir Thomas uh, if you're able to hold on to uh, Love it and. Uh, I think Cooper's coming back, definitely, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, Cooper's already announced. So if you're able to hold on to Lovett uh, and kind of shore up the interior defensive line, I think Kier Thomas is is a guy that uh, you're not necessarily able to replace easily, but the drop-off isn't as severe. Um, you are going to be missing a, a significant pass rusher, and that's huge for the defense. However, I think your uh, linebacker core, even without a transfer, is going to be improved. Um as Lundy and Deloach get more snaps in the system. Um, I think that your secondary is going to be better next year than it is this year. I think that yeah. offensively you're going to be better in almost every aspect of the game. So, you know, maybe your defense takes a step back, but I think your offense improves. I, I, I don't think you're any worse. Your next special teams year. are going to improve. Um, if you're unable to replace, uh, I, I I don't think this team goes four and eight next year. Yeah, I would a have, a hard, I'd have
1: a hard time projecting that right now. But all right, there's a few questions here. Uh, bu, 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 bu. Do you think Norvell will take over the play calling initially? No, I think Alex, Alex Atkins is going to be the play caller. I think Mike Norvell is always going to be involved, though. I don't think there's any major difference schematically. And we can, I know Kev's planning on talking about this a little bit more Atkins at another date. Yeah.
0: And, and I don't want to it's... give
1: too much away. I don't want to go into
0: it, yeah. What is what a Dillingham? How much of the offense is Dillinghams. Well, we'll get to see right. next year. I, I'm actually going to watch a lot of Oregon just to,
1: just out of curiosity's sake. I agree. Uh, Beth is going in the right direction by fixing the offensive line. Yeah, I think fixing the O-line's a big deal. Uh, don't understand why we didn't take a quality transfer quarterback from Georgia on. Um, we're uh, like a week and a half into the portal, really. So, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sold that they're not going to take a quality transfer quarterback, but I don't think they're going to take a quarterback that's a starter. I think that they fully intend on Jordan Travis being your starter. And I think they're going to want to maybe bring in a depth guy to back him up in case he gets hurt. But look, I thought Jordan made a a lot of strides at the end of the year. I don't, I don't, I don't see a reason why he can't run your, your passing offense. I, I know that people are down on that idea. Maybe I'm crazy, but, I thought he made a lot of growth as a thrower at the end of the year. And um, the last two games, I mean, they really kind of asked him to just drop back and throw the football. And I thought he, I thought he did all right. Again, I'm, I'm nuts. I know broad Rogers billing me here, but. uh, You had a top 30 quarterback on a top
0: 60 team. And we're complaining about the top 30 quarterback. That seems odd to me.
1: I don't think he's the problem personally. Uh, I think you got to get the wide receivers fixed and you got to get, get this O-line right and. Yeah, I think you'll be okay. I think he can go out there and do it for you, but I do need somebody in there that can step in for him when he gets hurt. Yeah, that's
0: that's the concern. The potential,
1: the potential he gets hurt is high. It always is. Um, Atkins or Novell calling plays. I think it's going to be Atkins, and I think Atkins is going to be on the sideline calling plays, and I don't think it's a big deal. Why can't we get more out of Gainer? Because he's just not that talented, in my opinion. I don't think football's natural for him. I think
0: he's, I think he's stiff in the hips, um, which makes him uh, less than capable, less than not capable. He He's definitely capable. You can put, put him there, but, um, yeah. he, he's stiff in the hips and he doesn't seem to, uh, want to fill his gaps, uh, more than he wants to fill everybody else's. So, um, that's the com- concern you have with gainer. If he's able to read gap assignments, uh, better in the future, then he's, he's got a higher, higher ceiling than how he's currently playing. But, um, I think his lateral mobility limits his ability at linebacker. If he wants to step in at Fox, I think he has a significantly
1: higher ceiling as a football player. Yep, I agree. Uh, DJ Lundy also the same. I'd love to see him at Fox who's left in the portal. It should be at the top of the two. The Maximus, the portal is booming. It's not going to stop booming anytime soon. And then you're going to have another wave post spring. The, The portal is here for a while. Um, like they didn't even land Gibbons till after the spring last year. And he was your best offensive lineman this year. So I would just be patient with the portal. There's not a need to be in a big rush. Yeah. I mean, uh, when you rush, you just pick up kids. that. What do you think you record will be later. for 2022 season? I have no clue. Cause I don't even know what the roster is going to look like yet. Yeah. We'll right see now, how the
0: transfer portal addresses some needs before we can make that prediction. There's a lot
1: of, a lot of big time quarterbacks coming back that they got to play. That's a problem. It is. Do y'all see Travis Hunter coming back after a year at Jackson State? Uh, not, not that I'm aware of.
0: It'd be I, great, but I I would be surprised if he spends all three years at Jackson State. Um, I would too. But I would also be surprised if we were able to be the highest bidder after he spends his set amount of time yeah. in the state of Mississippi.
1: Ron, I know that jo- I know Josh Newberg was reporting that they passed on the Johnson brothers. I I don't think that that's accurate. Totally, from what I've heard, that um, I would never say that josh isn't telling the truth or anything like that because josh is obviously uh one of the best in the business in my opinion and we have a great our show has a great relationship with with those guys and with josh um i i heard some stuff that they thought that uh, jake johnson maybe was going to visit that weekend prior to early signing day and they did kind of try i just don't think it really went anywhere for him so um i don't don't think they wanted max though i don't i don't
0: think they did panama jack let me address this because i I know you're just kind of Trying to troll, but um, backwards thinking to me is giving a head coach a one year verbal extension after coming off a five and seven season team and losing to an FCS team at home. Backwards thinking. Okay, so the five and seven, the the comparisons to Willie Taggart, um, it's all fair uh, if you see the world as black and white. Um, if you want to look at records and and say that all things are the same because the record's the same um that that is certainly one way you can view the world um all i can ask for for florida state's head coach is that he makes changes that he needs to make he improves the team and he improves himself um i think he's done it i think he's done two of those things already this season uh I saw at the beginning of the the season a, a coach that made the mistake of not preparing for the Jacksonville State game, um, and the same coach prepared for UMass with a lot more vigor, and you saw a dramatically different outcome. Um, so you have a guy that's willing to change and willing to learn and improve. So that that's a positive. That is not, believe it or not, that is not a trait you see often in college football coaches. Their egos often get so large that they're not willing to change. Uh, You saw that with Dan Mullen not changing his staff when it was evident that uh, his defensive coordinator was not doing him any favors. Um, So um, if you have a guy that seems to have a plan, uh, learns and grows, then that's all I can ask for right now. Uh, I think he's going to be able to get us at least back to being competitive in the next couple of years, and that's all I can ask. Whether he's the guy... Or not, I don't know, but I know that firing him and hiring someone else isn't going to help out your program. Um, Taggart didn't beat Miami. Um, Norvell being out recruited by Mario, he's not being out recruited by Mario. That's a
1: Miami. Hey, Miami fans, make sure you're at least liking the video and subbing, please. um, Thank you. A troll Uh, better, please. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, good job coming to troll when we you know the guy you're making fun of beat you guys this year so. yeah
0: i mean have and
1: fun. then turning it into thank you because we got our head coach fired i love that one too you, uh, we've you
0: seen think... our fair uh four star uh yeah. transition class players um have fun so
1: yeah do you think the staff really coach Yak, will go after any lsu wideouts in the portal i couldn't tell you man i i don't always understand their process with the portal but look those guys are in the portal a lot of times for a reason um so you have to remember that. Thank you, New King God. Yeah, we we try our best. Thanks, man. buddy. Um, but we did beat you. It says Florida State versus Miami, fourth and fourteen. Y'all couldn't stop that. So, what do you think of Dugan? Should we replace him? Yes, hundred percent. Yep. I don't think there's any reason to keep it. Yeah, him. we've been kind of saying that since the
0: preseason. Dude,
1: what Y'all is are this? just
0: now getting on our level about the fire Dugan.
1: Yeah. If you don't believe in Coach Norvell, stop watching what he does. I was rooting for Taggart when he was here, and I'm rooting for Coach Norvell. Well said, Mike. Thank you. Mike always in the house.
0: Yeah, I mean, cheer for your guy, right? He's our guy. As long as he's here, you have no say of whether he's here or not. You can be right, upset.
1: Here's, here's a good one, Kev. This is this is one that I think is right up your alley. Georgia Ron, The staff pisses me off sometimes. Why not pursue Max? 27 touchdowns and six interceptions. Why is Max Johnson not better than Jordan, Jordan Travis, Kev?
0: Oh, is that their question?
1: No, I'm asking you that question.
0: Why is he not better than Jordan Travis?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He might be better than Jordan
1: Travis. You think he is? I thought you were a Jordan guy. I thought you. I thought you were anti Max.
0: I think they're both top thirty quarterbacks. Yeah. I just think Max think? has no one to throw it to, so it's like. Do you think Jordan has no one to throw it to? I think neither of them have anybody to throw it to. I mean, Pittman's... really,
1: Max got Max had five star wide receiver. Oh yeah, all yeah. All yeah. I'm
0: saying like if Max were to come here. It would be like, I don't know. There's a great analogy out there. So Yeah. um, All
1: right. Uh, Georgia Ron. Slovis is not coming to Florida State. Um, He's got much better options. So, like, it's great to throw that name out there. Hey, I'd love to see him come to Florida State. He's not. I mean, he's going to go to Notre Dame or he's going to go somewhere that is a playoff contender. He's just not coming to Florida State is what it is. I mean, sometimes when these guys enter the portal, like, it's great to say, oh, man, we're going to get that guy. Sometimes you're just not in the ball game. They called the Diabati kid coming out of Florida. It's a linebacker who'd be a massive upgrade for them. And He told them, "No, no thanks. I don't want to play for you." So that's how, that's how yeah, this no, shit works. Sometimes there's no
0: guarantee that. I mean, yeah. they're probably reaching out. You know, you never know. But yep. Hey, Slovis, you want to come to a five and seven team with a shoddy offensive line and no receivers?
1: Yeah, uh, no. <sighs> Who will we replace Dugans with? I know everybody's all over the Pit guy. Um, looks like maybe he's going to go to Texas. I think that's all he got offered. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to replace with. I, I, I'm sure as this process kind of plays itself along here, I'll have an idea. And if I can say it, I will. Um, I don't know if, if that's going to be possible or not. We'll see. Uh, Jake Plummer, Arizona guy with Norvell. Yeah. I've seen his name thrown around. Um, I I'm, I'm remaining patient at quarterback. Uh, I don't yeah. think there is a dire need to go add somebody there. I know there's a portion of this fan base that thinks we have to replace Jordan Travis, and that's fine. You're more than welcome to that opinion. I yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to change your mind on that. Um, I, I personally am okay with Jordan as a starter, and I personally would be very patient and find the right backup for him uh, for this upcoming season.
0: Yeah. So. um, yeah, I I'm way more worried about getting a defensive end, linebacker, tackle. Yeah. Um I think those dramatically change your team's outlook more more than a quarterback would. Um But you know, I if if you want to pin your hopes on getting a a top-end quarterback commit then transfer then all things for you uh I don't I don't think you're going to you're going to find one. Um no. nope.
1: But those kids yeah, I,
0: those kids aren't gonna to come to Florida State
1: yeah uh the wide receiver Watkins I think Jordan Watkins uh out of Louisville uh decides this week it looks like he has not visited Florida State so I would I would expect he's probably going elsewhere um Pittman is a punt return guy I don't think he returns kicks um but he may I'm not 100 sure on that um trying to go through some of this travis J. I i can see travis J going receiver we'll see uh i don't think he's got great ball skills which worries me about him becoming a wide receiver but you never know yeah i mean I, I wouldn't
0: i wouldn't be upset at it you know he's he's got a athleticism and a frame he's a kid that i said preseason that i thought has all the athleticism in the world he just doesn't have a natural position on defense so um hopefully things iron out for him and he, he can find a spot um Y'all don't think the Virginia Tech transfer quarterback would be a backup, a good backup for y'all. Good enough to push Travis, but not really a threat. Sure. Uh, I think that's exactly the kind of kid that uh, you'll probably end up with. Um, yeah. If If I were to guess, I think, I think Norvell knows that this next year is kind of a kind of a prove-it year in a way. Like, can you get to a bowl? Can you show more improvement? Can you get us into that top 40-ish range on advanced metrics and – Taking a risk on a kid that's already flamed out at another school as your quarterback is is generally not what you want to do if you you have a year where you need to just prove something you need to win some football games. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, sure. If if you can like, <laughs> if a top ten quarterback goes in the portal and you can pick them up, pick them up. I mean, yeah, no one's saying otherwise.
1: Uh, Logan seems like FSU's best shot at landing transfer studs is like how it was with Jermaine Johnson. I think they got a really good shot at the verse kid. Um, I, I, I think he's a. I think he's a stud. and I think they got a good shot at him. We'll see if uh, if they can get the job done. Um, the schedule is weak. We have to win at least. The schedule is not weak next year. It you is. You see the quarterbacks they play. It is. It is like
0: the quintessential ACC schedule where you have like ten teams. That aren't automatic wins or automatic losses, but they're like, there, they're just solid teams that are just annoying yeah. to have to play. Um, I agree. Yeah, none of the ACC quarterbacks decided to go pro for whatever reason this year. Um, I think Sam Howell decided to go pro, right? Which but you don't play North Carolina, so right? The the know. one we get the two years of Sam Howell, I guess. Um, yep. Luckily, we went two and zero, but I don't think that had anything to do with Sam Howell. Um. If y'all don't make a bowl, how would you feel about Norvell? Does he get another year? Probably, probably not.
1: <laughs> I I don't think he's getting fired in twenty twenty three. Yeah. I don't think, if, if you don't make a bowl this upcoming year, I think twenty twenty three's.
0: You got a it. Lame,
1: I think he's a lame duck unless something a miracle, unless he pulls a miracle out of his hat. Um.
0: I don't. I don't see. FSU, cold. Nebraska-ing this thing for forever and letting yep. him draw it out. Um, 2022 schedule's weak. I don't know how you make that conclusion. We don't even know what these teams look like. Yeah, this transfer portal is season. insane. Yeah. You know, like
1: What does a good season look like for Norville next year? I think eight wins right now. Right now, where I'm at is eight wins. Seven or eight wins is a good season for him next year. Yeah, I'm... You gotta win. I think you need to win a bowl. You need to make a bowl game. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe that's the best way for me to put it.
0: Yeah, seven eight wins pre bowl would be great. I think I'm like six wins and you slide into a bowl. Sure, but uh, you know if you if you can come out with seven or eight wins and then potentially win a bowl game, you know you're looking good. You're looking like I just more than anything, and I I suggest you guys do this the same way because it's going to be the only way you can stay sane despite the craziness of college football. Try to see if they're improving in the advanced metrics. And I think Brendan Sunon's done a great job of tweeting out a lot of these things to kind of keep the fan base up, but you just need to improve. Right at the end of the day, wins and losses are one thing, but is this coach getting the team better? Because if he's not, that's when you need to cut ties.
1: Uh, is it Dugan's not coaching the wide receivers how to separate on routes or our O-line not holding up in pass protection or our quarterback not running of the ball. I'm puzzled who to blame for wider. It's a talent issue, a wide receiver, in my opinion, then it's a coaching issue. Um, I don't think Dugan's teaches them how to run routes really very well. Um,
0: But also at the, the amount of time that Dugan's has been here, it's his fault for not addressing the talent issue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah.
1: It's just not a very talented room, ultimately. Um,
0: yeah, I think I agree with you. I think you have some kids that are that are quick and could potentially mm-hmm. thrive if they had some other really top-notch talent around them. Um, I'm talking about like Helton and Wilson, but I think that on their own, they're not they're not capable of holding up a holding up a whole wide receiver room on their own. So
1: agreed. Khalil did you guys catch Mortimer's comments on this decommitment he said the offense ran too much basically yeah and I thought that was comical because Louisville's like doesn't Louisville's in some like dynamic passing attack like, Louisville's no. like the closest analog to us you
0: could find in the ACC yeah, currently that
1: was the dumbest thing I've ever seen that was a that was a perfect example of Ryan Barto, in my opinion in my opinion Oh, nope, saying names and, <laughs> and Ron and Ron Dugan's not doing a good enough job to hand to of defeating the BS negative recruitment that was going on there. Uh, Those are a couple guys I thought had the best relationships with that kid. And I think they did a piss poor job guys know how I feel about Norvell not sold on him, but I do think he can develop players. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I, I said it last year that uh, I thought Mike was going to be a guy that came in here for like four years and got the talent of the program kind of stabilized and back up and then was going to, Going to go off somewhere else, and somebody else is going to come in here and kind of follow it up and take it to the next step. I don't feel necessarily different about that statement, uh, especially after this signing day. Um, We're going to ultimately find out, though. I mean, that's it's it's been three years, hasn't it? No, it's been two two seasons. It's only been Uh, two
0: seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, COVID was Uh, a long time.
1: Yep. So we're we're, going to see. Um, And uh, I think ultimately it's what freaking. What freaking commitment are you going to get from this administration? Um, Because I think that that plays a much bigger factor than people have wanted to discuss for a while. I think there's a reason you've seen a very winning head coach start to fall apart. Some of that's on him and his off-field mess. Then you saw Willie come in and be an absolute mess, and you're seeing a mess with Mike Norvell. There's a reason for that, and it's not all on those guys.
0: Yeah, I I remember sitting in the stands watching – Willie's final game, I believe, right? He got fired after the Miami game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember watching that game and thinking, "These people, these fans. This is before we were doing this. These fans are are blind if they're seeing that Willie is the only problem with this program right now." Yeah, um, absolutely. There, there, are, there are bigger holes that need to be filled on the roster, in in the front offices everywhere. Um, I think. Norvell has shown the organization to potentially pull some of that up mm-hmm. around him, um, but it's yet to be seen if he he's if he doesn't get the support, he's not. Gonna, you can't compete with Florida and Miami trying to go all no. out nope. if you just have one head coach that's trying to hold up
1: a program. Yep. So Michael Alford, if you're watching and you probably don't watch us. Even though we were in the uh, FSU football Twitter little yeah we were um, player thing that they did, which was great. Kev's voice was in there. I thought I heard maybe heard myself. I'm not sure. But, Michael Alford, if you're watching, challenge, challenge is laid at your feet, sir. Bring this football program back to prominence. Show the commitment that we need to be great again. Please. Yep. we are. You've got 185 people in here right now, and Kev and I begging you to get the job done. If we can get – if Florida State can make
0: it to a bowl and get it Top 10 recruiting class next year. I think that's, that's, you got to be, you got to be happy with that improvement.
1: Uh, the narrative, okay, from Broderick, Coach AB, that is the narrative. We got a wide receiver at quarterback. I think that's very false. Um, a wide receiver at quarterback? What? I guess he's saying that Jordan is, people think Jordan's a wide receiver. I don't know. I,
0: but what a weird they, statement. If he's anything, he's a running back. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which coach has more pressure on them, Mario or Riley? Mario, hundred percent. Mario or or Lincoln, Lincoln Riley? Riley. Oh, you, just Lincoln. Paid, you just paid an athletic director three million dollars, which was an absurd amount. You're you there's a hell of a lot of expectations on Mario. Look, USC just has money to blow.
0: They just they've got that money. Miami's siphoning money from hospitals to pay people. Like one of them is. Is, is, yeah, has way more pressure. Yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, keep driving a lot of our problems above the coaching staff. Yes, Khalil, 100%. And and what's, Khalil, I know you're on a lot of these platforms. I've seen you in um, NOLCAST chats. I've seen you on a lot of these different ones, Warchant. You notice that Warchant, NOLCAST, 24-7 sports on, on the bench, they all say the same stuff that so much of this is an administrative issue and has been an administrative issue. Uh, we're not the only ones saying that we're not the only one telling the only ones telling you that. So um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a problem that's got to get fixed. And again, I'll say it again, Michael Alford, the job's yours. I mean, you, you got the job, you need to come in here and the good old boy network's got to get out of that athletic program. And we've got to get people in here that are forward thinking because college football is changing by the second, not by the minute, not by the hour, not by the day, by the second. Another, so
0: I, I, I'm I, just thinking of, uh, there's a comment about getting rid of Dillingham being a positive, um, but, <laughs> so I, I, I'm not gonna give too much away, but I know that Atkins likes using tight ends, uh, maybe even more than Norvell. Um, mm-hmm. So do you think that is a portal need uh, by this staff or do you think you're going to see your boy Jackson West take a st- step up and be serviceable in the tight end room? Cause you're losing
1: uh young, right? Uh, Wilson, Jordan Wilson, Wilson, sorry. Yeah. He's going, um, I would have liked to have seen if you could have gotten Jake Johnson, I would like to see, he could have come in and been a, a day one impact starter for you. Uh, you've got so many freaking bodies on scholarship in that position as it is. I it's, would be difficult for me to bring in a portal kid. Um, I think he kind of got a ride with what you got. Cam McDonald announced he's coming back. He's serviceable at best. Um, I think you like Jackson West, you need to give him a chance to see what he can do. Yeah, he didn't so get too many snaps last year, did he? He didn't get any from what I remember, maybe one or two. But um, I think he's a guy that they like and a guy that's got a, a nice ceiling. They, they, they need to figure it out with him. Um, I don't think, uh, (laughs) I think if you could get a guy that, that could come in and be a day one player for you, then yes, you go get one. But if not, I mean, if all you got out there is bodies, then I wouldn't waste a spot. Um,
0: yeah, so the the coaching of of some of these guys, I think I think you do see a step up with the wide receiver room. I don't really see it possible that you see a step back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I think that I think it it was encouraging to see Douglas kind of find a spot uh, at the end of the season. McLean looked pretty decent. Uh, you just need one more one more transfer potentially to to really up the potential of the room. But at the end of the day, I think our offensive line is is going to be a above-average ACC offensive line. I think yeah. our running game is going to be uh, really solid uh, as long as Jordan Travis stays healthy, yep. which means that if you're able to run the football, you just need one guy that can win one-on-ones. You need one guy that's going to win those one-on-ones every time. And hopefully you get that guy. Hope. Yeah.
1: Yep. Or he he develops. I don't know. Um. Do you think Alford is going to do anything drastic? Uh, You would need to define drastic for me. I think there's going to be change, though. I think think that personally there's going to be change, and I think there's going to be commitment to doing what you need to do um, from a program standpoint. But, you know, they got to prove it. So it's on them. Is Malik that guy? Malik McLean? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think Malik's a number one receiver personally. Um, I think he's a little stiff. I don't think he's – I don't love those long striders. He's kind of a long strider. I don't think that they. I think they got to be elite athletes to really pan out and be uh, true number one receivers. I'm not sure he's that athletic, but we'll see. Uh, uh, Atkins chance. on the staff two years from now. I think it's probably zero personal. Two years. Mm-hmm. 23, 24. Yeah, I think by 25 he's awesome. Yeah, else. I was
0: gonna say 50 because I think he either leaves two years or or three years. I think he's gone. But he might be gone a year from now. He might be gone a month from now. You never know. Someone could just come in. All the money
1: get thrown around. Right. Um, Uh, Off-field budget and reorg. Drastic, probably not. I do think he does some stuff, though. We'll see. Guys like Ingram. Guys like Ingram. uh, Ingram's kind of the guy that I listen to the most on that kind of stuff. I think Ingram's really tied into what's going on off the field with his football program. Um, Not to say, you know, I'm not trying to plug another show, but I'm, I can admit my weaknesses and that's not a, not an area that I'm necessarily strong at. I think Ingram's very, very intelligent in that regard. And I pay a lot of attention to what he has to say on that kind of stuff. So if you guys don't, if you guys don't listen to people, he's a guy to listen to on what's going on off the field. Yeah. Um
0: hopefully if you're here, you, you care about the game. Um, yep. that's what, yep. that's what we're experts in. Um, yeah. or we feel like we're experts in, uh, is, is talking about football on a, on a level that, uh, most other people don't have the freedom, yep. I guess, to talk about.
1: Um, yeah, we, we try not to do a lot of these cause we like to be more X's and O's oriented, but that's, we felt like this kind of fit with what's going on right now. And I think it's a good opportunity for you guys to come in here and, let it out a little bit of what you feel like is going on with the program. Uh, and let us let it out sometimes too, because we are fans also, and we want to be able to show you guys that some.
0: Does FSU need a transfer running back?
1: Uh, I probably wouldn't ra-
0: waste the scholarship to be honest with you. I think, uh, Toa Philly going to kind of learn from some of the mistakes that he made, uh, this year. He made a lot of kind of young mistakes. Um, yep. and so I think he's going to be a, a good one, two punch, uh,
1: yeah, I, I think he, Ward, I think Rodney Hill will be able to give you some snaps this year. And I know that they like uh, DJ Williams. Um, they they really yeah. wanted to get him more touches last year. It just didn't kind of play out because you were getting such good production out of uh, Jay Sean Corbin. So I expect him to take a step forward. I expect uh, Toll to take a step forward. And I expect Ward to be a nice complement to, to those guys.
0: New King God, uh, what other teams do y'all follow? So that might be a question for AB. I follow coaches. I don't really follow teams. Um, you know, coaches, uh, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> you know, my number two is Georgia Tech, but I could care less what Jeff Collins is doing because he's ran that program into the dirt and he's got the worst freaking, I don't know. Uh, But, you know, I, I, I fanboy with some, some air raid stuff naturally so i watch a lot of that western kentucky was a lot of fun to watch this year um i've always been a willie fritz guy who uh atkins is off the <laughs> willie fritz tree uh so willie fritz is the head coach at tulane uh, i started watching him when he was at georgia southern uh which is where my sister went to school so um big into that uh coaching tree kind of the spread it's it's like a spread triple option look uh so
1: yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at I watch Florida State and only Florida State. <laughs> yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, I I'll watch other college football games, but I I bleed Garnet and Gold and have for a really long time, and um, that ain't changing. So, yep. I used to I used to be really into the
0: Boise State when uh when when oh, they had Kellen Moore. Moore. Uh, Kellen Moore, being a six foot tall quarterback in high school, Kellen Moore was was my uh, idol growing up. So um, that might be weird to hear, but. I know Kevin wanted the OC from UNC when Dillingham left. Phil Longo? Look, Phil Longo knows how to coach an offense. Whether he can recruit and do everything else you need uh He would not fit with Mike. Yeah, they they have very different styles. Um, uh, unfortunately, if I was ever an offensive coordinator, I'd probably uh my offense would look more like Phil Longo's, but uh <laughs> <laughs> uh I like I like Longo. Uh he he's a fun offensive coordinator to watch. Uh he gets undue hate. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. It's the nature of the business. All right, guys. I think yeah. we've, uh, <laughs> we've I kinda... think, yeah, we put an hour and a half in here. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy just kind of hanging out with us and just kind of bsing your way through the night and bsing our way through, uh, kind of what's going on with the football program. I feel like we're in a time of uh transition and a time of it's uh we are in a very much a fork in the road for, this football team in my opinion this football program and uh we're gonna we're, we're gonna be here for the ride and see which direction it goes um and obviously hey chris uh obviously fingers are gonna cross fingers across it uh, they go the right direction here um
0: yeah so uh, thanks for joining us if you've made it a, an hour and 34 minutes into this stream <laughs> um yeah so we've only gotten a significant drop off as soon as i started talking about other football teams so um Uh, thanks for for joining us we're gonna step out here and uh yeah we'll have a show probably uh we might go bi-weekly here soon um but we'll definitely try to have a few things out every week and uh get some more content going your way so um yeah any final thoughts ab
1: no no i think my final thoughts are i hope everybody uh has a happy holidays whatever it is you uh choose to celebrate at this time of the year um you know, hope you guys are with your loved ones, and you know it. Uh, it's been a hectic week, but ultimately, um, it's not about us. It's about these uh, football players and everything that's kind of going on with them. And uh, just to have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, all all the above, um, whatever you choose to celebrate. Yep. Uh, we appreciate you guys taking your time out on a Monday night to come celebrate or to come hang out with us. Yep. So have a good one, guys. See you. Go Knowles.